Hey everyone, this is Henkel again. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about this wonderful app here that I I just started researching. It's called Anchor. Um, if you haven't heard about it, uh, it's the easiest, easiest way to make a podcast. Um, you know, let me give you some explanation. It is free, right? You, you do get to have a lot of fun. There's creation tools that are, that are give you permission to record and edit your podcast right, podcast right from your phone or computer. Uh, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more options. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So you know, get in there as much as you can. Um, you know, if you're able to get people interested, awesome. It is a great, 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 great way to make your voices heard. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All right. Thanks. Peace out. God bless always. Good evening, friends. Uh, this is the latest episode of this podcast. Uh, I know I've been missing for a while. Um, and I do apologize for that. I, I do hope that all of you great listeners there have been keeping an eye on what is to come. Um, a lot has happened since the last episode um, in terms of racial justice. Uh, we all know what's what's going on with that, and I, I do hope that all of you are out there speaking with one voice, um, saying that the time is now for justice. Um, we need police reform, um, and we need to come together to make that happen. Shout out to all Black Lives Matters out there. Alright, so uh, let's uh, take a couple of seconds here to grasp ourselves in the moment and um, get ourselves together. So here we go. So in this episode, we will talk about the idea of multiverse um, and where is God in that discussion. So the multiverse, right? Um, if we think of the of the universe as all there is, all that exists, then by definition, there can only be one universe. Uh, I mean, it would be all that we see and know before us, right? However, if we define universe as all we can see, as all we can ever see, uh, no matter how large our telescope and uh, how, how much uh, technical advancement we have made, um, or space-time regions that expand together, then many universes may actually exist. This understanding then leads us to the idea of a multiverse. So. Uh, as you sit there and wonder, well, you know, what's what's a multiverse exactly? Um, there is a past, present, and future, right? So who's to say that within those functions of time, um, the universe can't have different outcomes? Different outcomes occurs in everything that we do, every decision that we make, um, pretty much at every moment we come to a crossroad where we are aware of, of 
of uh, the decision that we make uh, is going to have an after effect that will last for generations, for centuries. Uh, it will be there for a very long time. There's enough mystery in the universe, right? To so so. Now let's let's backtrack a little bit and, and think about where does God exist in, in this idea of a multiverse. For me personally, uh, even though I do believe in this theory, um, God in my head is present in in all of those outcomes, in all of those universes, in all of those ideas. Um, God to me is universe. Uh, it's universal. Um, so there's enough mystery in the universe to say that God, that God exists. For me, um, I, I control what I can, what I can, and I, and I leave the rest to a higher being. That has always been my philosophy. Um, and there's there's a lot of comfort in that. There's a lot of freedom in, in thinking that way, in, in my opinion, because it allows you to control what you can um, at the moment. And, um, it unburdens all those things that you cannot control for yourself. Uh, the medieval, medieval philosopher Thomas Aquinas shed light on the discussion of God in in uh, God existence in the 13th century book called Summa Theologica, Theologica, sorry, which presented several arguments for God's existence. He observed that all worldly objects can morph. From potential to actuality, an ice cube can melt, a child can grow, but the cause of that changes, um, those changes must be something besides that object. Warm air melts the ice cube, food nourishes the child. The history of the universe can thus be seen as an endless change, uh, endless as an endless chain of changes. But Aquinas took this, the stance that there must be some transcendent force that initiated the chain, something that is itself unchanging and that already has all the properties that worldly objects can come to possess. He also said that this force must be something that goes on forever because it is the root of all causes. Nothing else could have caused it and unlike all worldly objects, the transcendent force is, nece is necessary. Uh, for it, therefore, it must exist. So it is this invisible force, in a way, that, uh, that, that makes all these changes in the universe, uh, besides the the object itself. So Aquinas defined that uh, that the entity defined that that invisible force, that that entity, that something that you cannot see, that something that is behind every action in the universe. Um, as God. Uh, this reasoning came to be known as the cosmic, cosmological argument, and many philosoph philosophers uh, expanded on it. In the uh, 18th century, the, the German philosopher uh, Gottfried Leibniz, excuse me if I butcher his name there, described God as a necessary being which has its reason for existing in of itself. Both Leibniz and Newton considered themselves natural philosophers, and they freely jumped back and forth between science and technology. Um, I, I think that as technology expands and we 
find ourselves in a world where um, there is definite and pretty much everything. Um, a world where there seems to be little room for mystery. Um, I think we're gonna find ourselves falling back to to that believing God, right? Because um, sometimes in knowing everything, there is comfort in that mystery. Um, so. Um, Einstein, who frequently spoke of a religion, didn't believe in a personal God who influenced his history and behavior, but he wasn't an atheist either. Uh, he preferred to call himself agnostic, although he sometimes leaned towards the pantheism of Jewish-Dutch philosopher Baruch Spinoza. Sorry if I put you again. Now, uh, he claimed, uh, Spinoza claimed, in the 17th century that God is identical with nature. Um, which we can expand uh, in later episodes, but uh, I I find found that interesting because um, there are definitely invisible forces in nature. Um, uh, nature is ever changing. Um, it pretty much connects to everything in the universe. So um, I find I found that out really pretty interesting. Um, so, uh, Einstein compared the human race to a small child in a library full of books written in unfamiliar language. He said that the child notes a definite plan in the arrangement of the books in a mysterious order which it does not comprehend, but only dimly suspect. That is, that it seems to me as the, as the attitude of the human mind, even greatest and most cultured towards God. We see the universe marvelously arranged, obeying certain laws, but we understand the laws only dimly. Um, uh, so, to conclude here, science and religion don't have to be in conflict. Um, God is everywhere. God is in is in home. Uh, is, in, is in nature. Um, so. I, I hope you, um, everyone has enjoyed this podcast here, and uh, there will be more coming your way. Um, I hope that everyone has been doing well, um, that they have continued to be blessed, and um, remember to meditate, take time for yourself. Um, it's okay to put, put things down and get yourself to a place of uh, mindfulness, a place of centering yourself so that you aren't uh, burdened with the many issues that are that are going on in the world. Um, God is good, God is great, and uh, you know, be good to each other out there. Thank you, take care, and God bless.